0: Welcome. You're listening to Blood Advances Talks. Blood Advances Talks are scholarly review articles that are presented in an audio format and published in the American Society of Hematology's open access journal, Blood Advances. Transcripts for Blood Advances Talks undergo the same rigorous peer review process as all articles published in Blood Advances and can be downloaded by visiting bloodadvances.org. We thank you for listening.
1: My name is David Williams from Boston Children's Hospital and Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Harvard Medical School. This article was co-authored by Erica Ezrich, who shares the same affiliations. The title of my talk is Investigational Curative Gene Therapy Approaches to Sickle Cell Disease. My disclosures of potential conflicts of interest are I received research funding in the past from Bluebird Bio for research in hemoglobinopathies. BCH licensed certain IP relevant to hemoglobinopathies to Bluebird Bio, and the current license includes the potential for future royalty milestone income. Bluebird has indicated they will not pursue this as a clinical program, and BCH is negotiating return of the IP. I have received payments in the past through BCH institutional licensing agreements, and Bluebird provided GMP vector for a sickle cell clinical trial that's currently underway. Erica Esrick also participated in consulting for Bluebird. Sickle cell disease is an inherited blood condition resulting from abnormal hemoglobin production. It's one of the most common genetic diseases in the world. The clinical manifestations are variable and range from recurrent, acute, and debilitating pain crises to life-threatening pulmonary, cardiovascular, renal, and neurologic complications. The only curative treatment for sickle cell disease at this time is bone marrow transplantation, using healthy blood stem cells from an unaffected brother or sister or from an unrelated donor if one can be identified who is a match in tissue typing. Unfortunately, only a minority of sickle cell patients have such a donor available. The use of autologous hematoportic stem cells and alternative types of genetic modifications is currently under study in clinical research trials for this disease. The approaches include the use of viral vectors to express globin genes that are modified to prevent sickle hemoglobin polymerization or to express interfering RNAs to, quote unquote, flip the switch in adult red cells from adult beta-sickle hemoglobin to fetal hemoglobin using a physiologic switch. And several gene editing approaches with the goal of inducing fetal hemoglobin or correcting or modifying the actual sickle mutation. In this audio review, we'll discuss these different approaches and review the current progress of curative therapy for sickle cell disease using gene therapy. The only curative treatment of sickle cell disease at this time is bone marrow transplantation using healthy blood stem cells from an unaffected brother or sister or an unrelated donor if one can be identified that is a highly HLA-matched donor. Unfortunately, only a minority of sickle cell patients have such a donor available. Even when an appropriate donor is found, the transplant can be unsuccessful because the patient's immune system rejects that donor bone marrow cells called graft rejection. Other times, a transplant causes toxicity because patients develop graft-versus-host disease, a condition in which some of the immune blood cells from the donor attack the body of the recipient patient and cause severe damage. Treatment for GVHD includes long-term use of powerful immunosuppression drugs, which can increase the risk of serious even fatal infections. Both rejection and GVHD are more common when the donor is not a matched sibling, but can occur at any time a transplant is done using cells from another person. These complications also seem to occur more frequently in patients with sickle cell disease. An alternative promising approach for the treatment of genetic disease is called gene therapy. Gene therapy is a relatively new field of medicine that alters genetic material, mostly DNA, within the patient to treat his or her own disease. In gene therapy, we introduce new genetic material or alter the genome in order to fix or replace the patient's disease gene or otherwise alter the disease phenotype with the goal of curing the disease. The procedure is similar to a bone marrow transplant in that the patient's malfunctioning blood stem cells are reduced or eliminated using chemotherapy, but has the advantage of not requiring lengthy donor search, eliminating any risk of GVHD, reducing any risk of graft rejection, and using a single drug for conditioning portion of the transplant procedure. There are several different methods used. To attempt correction of the sickle cell disease phenotype using autologous cells. In one approach, a modified version of a virus called a vector is used to efficiently insert the correcting genetic material into the cells. The vector is a specialized biological medicine that has been formulated for use in human beings. In several current trials, the genetic material added Is a modified sickling-resistant version of the beta globin gene or the gamma globin gene itself. Expression of the modified gene leads to reduction in sickling within the cells that would normally express only the mutant sickle hemoglobin. In another approach, called post-transcriptional gene silencing, the viral vector carries genetic instructions to reverse the globin expression from the adult beta globin, which in this case is the mutant sickle globin, to gamma globin, and thereby simultaneously reduce sickle hemoglobin while expressing high levels of fetal hemoglobin. This approach takes advantage of the potent anti sickling characteristics of fetal hemoglobin. And the therapeutic target for this approach is. A major repressor of gamma globin expression in adult red cells, called B cell 11A, and the vector carries an RNA interference sequence in the form of a small hairpin RNA embedded in a microRNA termed a shmir. An alternative to the use of viral vectors to insert new genes or new genetic material into hematopoietic stem cells is to edit the DNA sequence in the genome. There are currently at least four editing approaches. In one, a small intronic enhancer that regulates the red cell expression of BCLA that I mentioned above is excised or edited out using CRISPR or zinc finger nucleases. This leads to induction of fetal hemoglobin and reduction of sickle hemoglobin. A second approach edits the promoter of the gamma globin gene to create a mutation identical to one found in a genetic condition called hereditary persistence of fetal hemoglobin, or HPFH, which leads to high levels of fetal hemoglobin expression in adulthood. In the third approach, the sickle mutation itself is edited to a normal sequence using homology-driven repair and a normal gene template, thus eliminating incorrectly edited cells, the sickle globin expression, and replacing this with normal beta globin expression. In these three methods, nucleases are directed to the sequence of interest by homologous sequences and cut the DNA, leading to the repair of the intended new sequence. In the fourth, called base editing, the homologous sequences direct an enzyme to chemically change the mutated sickle mutation to a base pair that does not sickle called Hemoglobin G. macassar, a naturally occurring variant hemoglobin, which appears to function perfectly well in oxygen delivery. Several of these methods are currently in clinical trials and all appear to be successful in reversing some of the clinical characteristics of sickle cell disease. However, these efforts are still very early in development with short follow up times and relatively few patients in the trials. For all the above methods, success and broad adoption of the technology ultimately depends on several factors. First is the efficiency of the genetic modification of a long-lived and multi-lineage reconstituting hematopoietic stem cells, which relates to both the number of corrected red cells derived from these stem cells and the duration of correction. The efficiency of viral vectors for transferring genetic material into human hematoportic stem cells has steadily improved over the past 30 years, and now the fraction of engrafting hematopoietic stem cells that routinely can be modified in clinical scale should be sufficient to alter the disease phenotype in sickle cell disease. For gene editing approaches, efficiencies are still improving, but early results from clinical trials suggest Some of the methods currently in testing, particularly those using CRISPR, can successfully, in large scale, modify a large number of human metabolic stem cells. The second critical factor for success is safety. For viral vectors, this primarily depends on eliminating insertional mutagenesis, leading to abnormal expression of genes associated with the development of myelodysplastic syndrome or leukemia. While current vectors based primarily on hum, human immunodeficiency or lentiviruses appear safe, relatively no low numbers of patients have been followed long term. For gene and base editing, an unknown risk is the unintended cutting of DNA due to so-called off-target pairing of the nucleus with gene sequences other than the intended target. Early studies appear to show this is rare, but does occur. The current methodologies to monitor these off-target effects are more complicated and likely less robust than monitoring for insertional mutagenesis. For any autologous genetic therapy, myeloablative alkylator-based conditioning is associated with a small risk of secondary myeloid leukemias. Based on the occurrence of myeloid leukemias on one particular gene therapy trial, researches also ongoing to elucidate whether patients with sickle cell disease have a higher baseline risk of malignancy given the large numbers of cells being infused in patients even rare events could theoretically lead to adverse events finally should any of these approaches be determined by careful clinical studies to be efficacious and safe in the long run cost of these therapies will be large and access to large numbers of individuals will be an issue that will require consideration.
0: You've been listening to Blood Advances Talks. Please visit bloodadvances.org for more audio reviews and for information on how to subscribe to the Blood Advances Talks podcast. A full transcript of this podcast can be found online. Music for Blood Advances Talks was performed by the Art Topolo Trio, and provided by Dr. Art Topolo. This presentation is copyrighted by the American Society of Hematology. We thank you for listening.